Hello, and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, and a first for me, a movie I have already reviewed, but this will be a full, rev a full review, a full review, and not just a quick glance. Coming out 30 plus years after Return of the Jedi, here it is, a new Star Wars for a new generation, and a new millennium. Now owned by Disney, and pulling in more money than God, what with them bringing out a Star Wars story every bloody year. Let's get on with this. In fact, the budget for this was $250 million and pulled down well over $1 billion in America alone. Just before I jump into this, I want to point out my main problem with this movie. The main lead, Super Millennial, Ray, Bratty Millennial, Kyle, Coward Millennial, Finn, and Hero Millennial, Poe. Most annoyingly, it's Super Millennial because she can do everything and anything just like that. What's that? You've never held a blaster? Oh wait, you're a crack shot. Was that? You never held a lightsaber? You can wield like a fucking Jedi Master? Who knew? Wait, you've never flown a ship yet can fly the Falcon better than Han Solo? Amazing! And in case you haven't realised, yes, this one's going to be filled with satire. So hold on to your pantyhose, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Anyway, on with the show. Starring Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyego, Oscar Isaacs, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Peter Mehu, Anthony Daniels, Andy Serkis, and Mark Hamill, directed by J.J. Abrams. The plot, 30 years after the fall of the Empire, a new spin-off threat has arisen, the First Order, led by Kylo Ren, can resist to stop them before they find the whereabouts of the last Jedi. The movie opens up with the iconic Star Wars theme and scroll not seen since the utterly terrible Revenge of the Sixth, oh sorry, Sith. Basically, what I just said, uh, the Rebellion, oh sorry, Resistance, are trying to stop the Empire, oh sorry, First Order, from fighting the plans to the Death Star, oh sorry, Luke's hiding spot. Yes folks, this is a New Hope repackaged. It's a trap! A nostalgia trap, also a money trap. In space, we see a Super Star Destroyer unloading troop carriers onto a planet. We meet the R2-D2 of this movie, BB-8, a football with an R2 head stuck on it. We then see Lar Santeca, played by Max von Sydow, handing something over to Poe Dameron, played by Oscar Isaacs, the Han Solo of this new cast. Just as BB-8 bursts in telling someone's coming, it is on a massacre by the First Order Stormtroopers and villagers as Poe runs to his X-Wing to flee with the Death Star plans, oh shit, sorry, Luke's whereabouts. A. Who is Lar Sanatika? This being a JJ movie, maybe we never bloody find out. B. Who is the First Order and why did the Rebels let them rise to power? C. When did Luke pull a Yoda and why? Uh, Poe's X-Wing is damaged by Stormtroopers. By the way, these ones can actually shoot and hit things. Fancy that. So it was unable to take off as the villagers and village is overran and then torched by stormtroopers. Poe hides the info in BB-8 and tells him to run and hide. Poe takes out stormtroopers as BB-8 runs off or should be rolls off as it's a ball. Including FN-2187's friend as he or she smears blood on FN-2187's helmet, marking him out from the sea of other white armoured wearing goons. This marking turns him from coward 
into a good guy, just instantly smear blood, and poof, one good guy. Wait, I thought all stormtroopers were clones or taken from birth and turn into emotionless killers. Hmm. As FN2187 hides behind a villager of all bloody places, I believe it's the town hall he's hiding behind, in lands a shuttle as Larsan is handed over to Darth Vader. Oh, sorry, Bratty Millennial. Oops, Kyle Ren, played by Adam Driver. He quickly strikes down and kills the old man with his fancy crossguard red lightsaber. As in the shadows, Poe fires his blaster, which Kylo stops in midair using his dark side powers, which Vader nor Dooku or even the Emperor had. Fancy that one then, a new power for a new millennial. With that, he's taken aboard Kylo's shuttle and we meet Captain Phasma, played by Gwendoline Christie. Now, if I'm right from Twitter and the internet, there was a huge thing about her being this super badass stormtrooper with silver armour. And she was this ultimate badass, but she's quickly killed off screen, but more than that one later. She asks, what about the village? With Kylo coldly saying, kill them all, so every trooper but FN2187 fires. Kylo turns and feels a cowardice from FN2187, or is that the good? Hmm. I should say, Kylo is dressed like a paintball enthusiast, meets a Star Wars fan with that ridiculous black helmet. BB-8 mourns softly, heading into the desert. On board a Super Star Destroyer, Poe is taken away as FM-2187 hides in a trooper carrier. To have a panic attack, removing his helmet, just then, Phasma tells him to hand over his blaster and put his helmet back on because nobody told him to remove it. Back on the planet the next morning, we meet Super Millennial herself, Ray, played by Daisy Ridley. Uh, she looks for scraps on a long-crashed Empire ships. Once she's had her full of scrap, metal and parts, she leaves the crashed Star Destroyer and heads back home in her red tractor-looking speeder. There she cleans up the parts and sells them to this movie's Jabba the Hutt, Unka Plut, played by Simon Pegg, as he hands her off meagre food rations for the parts she salvaged. With that, she heads back home to rehydrate her food packs and have dinner in her crashed at at Walker home, which she's been there for years judging by the scratch marks on her wall. BB-8 calls out for help, so Ray goes running and rescues the droid from a scavenger. I forgot to say, Ray, is this movie's Luke Skywalker? Ray fixes up the little ball droid, and a friendship is born. In space, on a Super Star Destroyer, we see Kyle has been working over Poe, as he sits chained and bloodied to a chair. After more torturing from Kyle, Poe finally gives up the answers to where he put the map to Skywalker's whereabouts in BB-8. Back on the planet, Ray takes BB-8 to town to wait on Poe's return. Unker tries to buy BB-8 from her by offering her 65 food rations instead of the meagre one quarter for the shit tons of metal she gave him the last time, but she refuses, so he sets his goons on her. On the Super Star Destroyer, FN-2187 helps Poe escape, and they both steal a TIE Fighter, but stupid idiots did unhook it from the fueling pipe, so it is shot at and raises all sorts of alarms. Why is FM-2187 in the First Order if he can't shoot or for shit, or fly a TIE Fighter, or indeed handle the deaths of innocence? Is this his first time out? As we later find out, he worked in sanitation. It's here, Paul Reams FN-2187 Finn, as they barely escape and instantly bond into BFFs. However, they're quickly shot down and crash land on the planet Jakku. 
So that's what that planet's called, only 25 minutes in, and we get the name of the fucking thing. However, Finn being a coward wants to run for it and doesn't want to know why Poe needs to get BB-8 back. Because he's a bloody coward, that's why. Back on Jakku, Finn wakes from the crash site, miles away from the TIE fighter and Poe, as he uses the ejector seat. And here I will not go into the ridiculous scandal of Finn being black, and how there was never any black stormtroopers, because this race card thing was a complete utter fucking ridiculous piece of nonsense bullshit, and I will not even justify it by going into it. It was an actor for a part, deal with it and move on you racist fucks. Anyway, moving on back to the movie. Finn returns to the TIE fighter just in time to find Poe's leather jacket, which she takes before it sinks into the sands. Finn strips off his Stormtrooper armour, then heads into town. On board his Super Star Destroyer, Kylo chews out General Lux, played by Domino Gleason, about if his Stormtroopers can be trusted or should they indeed go back to using clones. On Jakku, Finn gets into town looking for a water source, which he finds in a water hole used by a gigantic, huge, pig-like thing creature. He then rescues Ray from Unker's goons, scratch at the feisty Ray, this movie's Leia, fends off the goons with a large stick as Finn runs over to help her. BB-8 sees Poe's jacket, so Ray chases after the coward Finn, and seconds later the coward is spilling his guts to Ray after she belts him over the head with her stick, and claiming to be the rebellion, sorry, resistance. Just like that, they're instant friends. Is Finn covered side of Han Solo and Poe the hero side? Hmm. BB-8 sees Stormtroopers, so Finn grabs Ray and runs for it. This, of course, pisses off Super Mario until they're getting shot at, and both run for vehicles or cover, indeed. The TIE Fighters take out the small town, so Ray, Finn and BB-8 run to a ship graveyard. However, the ship she wants to to take is blown up, so they have to rely on the Millennium Falcon, which of course you can find no problem, and is in fact a better pilot than Han Solo or Lando Kazarian. Even she says herself the ship hasn't flown in years. Also, are we supposed to think that she's Han Solo's kid as he left behind the Falcon? Hmm. Also, uh, why aren't the TIE Fighters blowing up this Millennium Falcon just sitting here like a lame duck, and it sits there for a good 10 minutes before they take off? Anyway, Ray flies the thing with little problem as Finn keeps the TIE Fighters at bay using the Falcon's guns. Ray flies him into the Star Destroyer graveyard and makes a daring escape as hilariously BB-8 is rolling around the ship. Ugh. So, in a retrend of the Death Star chase, the Falcon flies through the crashed Star Destroyer with the TIE Fighter hot on its tail. After Finn takes out, Ray flies into space, and how the hell does she know the thing's space-worthy if it hasn't flown in decades, or years even? On board his Super Star Destroyer, uh, and why didn't it shoot down the Falcon as it was hovering above the bloody planet, Kylo is updated that Finn has escaped, and he has a hissy fit destroying a console. Tis tis, does someone need a nap, or a timeout, or maybe some time on a naughty step, you naughty Sith? In the Falcon, Ray makes emergency repairs as Finn comes clean to BB-8 about not being in the resistance. BB-8 instantly bonds with Finn as it does stupid little things such as using his blowtorch as a thumbs up. Bloody Disney. Because of their arguing, Ray and the Falcon are taken over by what Finn thinks is a further first order and indeed he runs off to hide. However, after 40 minutes and we have our first original cast members, the Fuels! <laughs> In Han Solo, once again played by Harrison Ford, and Chewbacca played by 
once again by Peter Bijou. With the line that gave Nerds Worldwide a na- hard-on an orgasm, Chewie wore home. Chewie hears Ray and they're quickly caught. Wait, not only is she a super millennial, she can fly anything, shoot perfectly, use a lightsaber, and can understand every language under the sun, including BB-8 and Chewbacca, but she's just perfect at everything. Ray, well, Finn spills everything that BB-8 must get to resistance because he has a map to Luke Skywalker. This stops Han in his tracks and agrees to help as he was going to steal the Falcon and dump them somewhere else. Wait, why the sudden change of heart? Wasn't Han all about money and himself all the past three movies he was in? Hmm. This movie's Sarlacc Beast, a wrath tour, gets loose just as mercenaries show up to take Han into custody. The mercenaries are led by Burlatik, played by Brian Fern, demanding 50,000 credits. And then walks another group of mercenaries led by Tascar Leach, played by Yugan Ruchain. And I apologise if that's pronounced wrong. Demanding yet another 50,000 credits. Ray releases the Wrath Tors, which are huge space octopus-like creatures, and kill both of the gangs of mercs instantly. And I'll take it someone in House of Mouse likes tentacle porn, as this is now the second Star Wars movie with giant octopuses. Or octopi, or whatever. Ray and Finn come out of the hiding place after Ray's mistake, and they have to run for their lives, getting chased by Rathors. Finn is caught and dragged off, and why isn't he eaten immediately, as the other ones were eaten immediately? And surprise, surprise, Super Millennial saves him by pressing buttons on a console she has no clue what the hell she's doing. Han and Chewie with BB-8 make a run for it to the Falcon. During a firefight, Chewie is shot in the arm. Running on board, Finn has to take care of Chewie as Ray flies the Falcon to safety. Back with Kylo, and he's brought to see the Emperor, oh sorry, Supreme Leader Schnook, played, well, voiced by Hollywood's favourite mocap actor, Andy Serkis. Who is Snoke? Why is he so big? When did he start the First Order? Who the hell knows? Snoke tells General Hux to hunt for BB-8 and stop Ray at all costs. Then tells Kylo there's been an awakening in the Force, yet another nerd orgasm line. It's also here we find out, Luke, I am your father, Damn it! Han Solo is Kylo Ren's father. Back on the Falcon, Finn has trouble dealing with Chewbacca. In fact, he nearly chokes him to death seven times, trying to patch Chewbacca up as Ray tampers with the Falcon's computers before it blows. BB-8 shows Han the map piece, then he tells Ray it's all true. The stories, the myths, the legends, all of it about Jedis, him, Luke and Leia. He also tells us why Luke pulled a Yoda after an apprentice turned him in and killed his entire Jedi Order. With that, he takes him to this movie's Yoda, Maze Cantana, voiced by Lupita Nagogo. I think I should pronounce that, and I'm sorry if it's mispronounced. Han lands, and Ray explores with BB-8 following. Finn then tries to BS Han by claiming he's a big deal in the resistance. Han, of course, sees right through it because he's not a bloody idiot. Han then hands Ray a blaster and bonds with his daughter niece by offering her a job. With that, Han takes them into the cantina. Oh, sorry, Maisie's bar. Or Mazzy's bar, even. Where we meet the short, orange, half-blind Yoda-like creature that is force-sensitive. Just like A New Hope, there is an Imperial spy in the ranks. Back with Kylo, 
on his Super Star Destroyer hovering above the Super Death Star, he talks to Darth Vader's helmet and swears he'll finish his grandpa's plans. What were anyone's exactly? Hmm. Back with Maz, she refuses to take BB-8 off Han's hands and tells him he must go and see General Leia. Also, she's seen Finn's eyes before and knows all about him, so is he a Jedi, not Rey? Hmm. Maze, Maz, rather, tries to send him away to a bunch of smugglers as Rey refuses to go with him to run away. Because she's not a bloody coward. She's super millennial. Rey tries to get him back, so he tells her the truth he is a stormtrooper and was with the First Order, but refuses to kill from them, and he was indeed a coward. With that, he just runs off the mercs. Just then, Ray, Ray hears something and has a flashback to her childhood, then fin- finds Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber, the one that Luke dropped in Cloud City during Empire Strikes Back, and how the hell did me, Maz get this because it fell straight into the clouds? It's beyond me, and is not even bloody t- so ugh, told. Anyway, during this flashback, we can hear both the Obi-Wans, Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor. Also, we can hear Yoda. Uh, we see Luke with R2 and a village in flames and Kylo killing all Luke's Jedis. Also, maybe a hint that Rey is Luke's daughter or niece or she's Vader's kids, it's unclear. Maz comes in to tell her the lightsaber was Luke's and his father's and is now hers. Is she a lost Jedi or not? God damn it, JJ, fucking tell us! So, she tells her to use the lightsaber of the Force and take the lightsaber. Is the Force just psychic and telekinetic powers? Hmm. With that, she refuses to take the lightsaber and runs off to the Falcon. On the Super Death Star, General Lux gives a speech to his Nazi army and millions of stormtroopers, as this is the beginning of the end for the Rebels. Why isn't Kyle giving this speech? Is he on another timeout? With that, he fires the Super Death Star. Wait, I just get he's supposed to be Grand Morph Tarkin. Anyway, the Death Star fires and takes out an entire solar system in one shot. Finn sees us from the docking bay and runs back to Han. In a forest, Ray has run off and is stopped by BB-8. Just then, the First Order arrive. Maz hands Finn the lightsaber. Ray refused to pick up. As Kylo Ren arrives with his stormtroopers, Ray is caught by a trooper, so blasts him away with one crack shot. Very Princess Leia. Kylo is told Ray is in the woods, so goes off to find her. The fight is on between Han, Chewie and Finn versus the First Order stormtroopers. Finn faces off with a stormtrooper using an energy baton with the lightsaber. Han saves him and he, Chewie and Finn are ultimately caught. Luckily the rebels show up in the X-Wings and take down the First Order stormtroopers. So, it's a dogfight between TIE Feathers and X-Wings, as Han, Chewie and Finn escape thanks to Poe's trick shooting and showing off pilot skills. As in the woods, Rey is caught by Kylo, no problem. So wait, you're trying to tell me Super Millennial can fly the Falcon better than anybody else, fire a blaster with a crack shot and understand Chewie yet cannot hit Brat Millennial as he's standing a mere foot in front of her. Okay then. With that, Kylo runs off with the frozen in place Ray. A rebel troop carrier lands and we finally, an hour and 20 minutes in, do we see Princess Leia played by the late Carrie Fisher. Also the annoyingly camp 3PO played by Anthony Daniels with his red arm. Why red arm is beyond me. Han tells Leia he saw Ben Solo. With that, they head back to the base. BB-8 rolls 
to Poe's side as Finn runs to him also, and a Star Wars power couple is born. Poe takes Finn to see Leia and bullshits her, saying he worked on the Super Death Star. BB-8 rolls around and finds the shutdown R2-D2 unit, played not by Kenny Baker, but by Jimmy V. After 3PO points out the map BB-8 is carrying is incomplete and is to no star system known, this is pointless. Leia and Han have a heart-to-heart over Ben Solo and why she sent him to train with Luke. Back with Kylo and Rey, he has her chained to a chair, so he removes his mask and questions her about BB-8. Bratty Millennial tries using his Sith mind-reading powers, but surprise, surprise, Super Millennial can use the Force after just one chit-chat and holds Kyle at bay. In fact, she reads his mind. Okay, I'm done. I get it, it's time for the Super Feminist, but come on, pandering much. Not only is she a crack shot, a super pilot, but now she can use full Force powers with no training. Okay then. Kylo runs off to tell Snoke she's strong with the Force. Just then, in walks General Hux to tell on Kylo. God, super mature this bloody First Order is. He left the BB-8, you're not letting it run away. Oh, shooting bloody kids. Ray escapes the chair with help from the Force and a Stormtrooper, played by Daniel Craig. Yes, James Bond himself is a Stormtrooper in this. Kylo returns to the chair, finding empty, has another hissy fit, and destroys it, therefore I naming him Bratty Millennial. Hux charges up the Super Death Star, as back in the Rebel base, Poe gives out the plan to blow up the Super Death Star, or as it's called here, Starkiller Base, spot Admiral Akbar, played by Tim Rose, and voiced by the late Eric Bursfield. Leia tells the Rebellion the weapon is charging, and their solar system is next. So Finn points out the exhaust port on the Super Death Star and a plan is placed to blow up for the third time. By the way, the Super Death Star is solar powered as it sucks the sun out of it sucks the energy out of a sun. So Finn bullshits his way into the fight by saying he'll need to be on the surface to help out. How does he know about the exhaust port? He worked in sanitation for fuck's sake. Han and Leia reminisce and hug. Back with three, she is running around the base hiding from stormtroopers. Han and Chewie fly Finn and the Falcon to the base at light speed, which they then crash on the planet and hand out next to the bloody base. So this huge planet and they crash right next to this teeny tiny little base. Mm-hmm. Convenient much. Han and Co make their way to the base. And it's here Finn tells Han he was indeed a sanitation worker or a bin man. For God's sake. Finn takes Phasma hostage, then forces her to lower the shields and just dumps her in a rubbish bin, the end of her. So much for this great badass stormtrooper, you know, she's in, what, three scenes and killed off screen? Dear, dear. Ray makes her way to her landing bay. Leia sends in the troops and the end is near for the Death Star 3. Another dogfight as Typhoon show up to stop the X-Wings. Finn and Han handily find Ray without even looking for her because reasons? Back at the base, spot Billy Lord playing Lieutenant Cox. Uh, she's Kerry Fisher's real-life daughter. They play for a miracle, luckily Super Money was on hand. As she opens all the doors between Han and Chewie to plant the bombs. Handy that. She knows every inch of this bloody base. It's here Han Solo is tricked by Ben Solo, aka Kylo Ren, as he runs him through with his lightsaber. With time running out, as the Super 
Deathstar is sucking out the power of the sun. Ray and Finn watch Han's death in shock. Han tries to reason with his tearful son, but Bratimonio kills him coldly. As the sun dies out, Leia fuels us back at base. Chewie shoots Kyle in the stomach and takes down Stormtrooper after Stormtrooper, then blows up all the bombs. Ray and Finn run off into the woods as they face off with Kylo. It's Super Millennial and Cowardly Millennial versus Bratty Millennial. Kylo sends Ray flying into a tree, knocking her out, so it's down to Finn to stop him and they have a saber duel, during which Finn slashes Kylo's arm and then his leg, as Finn gets his back slashed badly by Kylo's T-shaped lightsaber. So it's down to Super Millennial to face off against Bratty Millennial. Note, she's completely untrained, yet she holds her own. Wait, what am I saying? Of course she can hold her own. She's bloody Super Millennial. She can do anything. As in space, the rebels are losing ships hand over fist. Luckily, the exhaust port opens and a third Death Star trench run happens with Poe blowing up from inside with no help from the Force. He and other rebels hightail out of there as the planet comes apart and then blows up. Meanwhile, Brat and Super Millennial still super fight even as the forest falls apart underneath their feet. She almost gets pushed off the edge of a crevice, but she uses the force to charge up and has force, full force power such as force jumping and other such stuff. So now she's Mega Millennial because why the fuck wouldn't she have more power? She then slices him in the arm and in the leg and slashes his face as the planet falls apart. She leaves him for dead. She runs back to Finn. General Hux runs to Smokes, Snoke's uh, hologram, telling him the planet is about to blow up. Ray returns to Finn as he's not dead. Chewie flies him off in the Falcon. Seconds later, the Death Star 3 blows up. What's left of the rebels return home. Ray and Leia hug. Chewie mourns Han. Arthur reboots and tells 3PO he's a hoe for having a new lover in BB-8, then shows Leia the star map to Luke with BB-8's help. Luke is then found. But wait, if C-3PO found this piece of information and they say there's no star, such tra- star charts, does that mean he's on Earth? Hmm. Finn comes to in Medibay as Rey goes off in a falcon with Chewie to find Luke. They find Luke on an ocean planet. She hands Luke his lightsaber as credits roll. And finally, at 2 hours and 50 minutes, Luke, played by Mark Hamill, finally shows up and takes the, his old lightsaber as credits a roll. So that was A New Hope 2. Oh, sorry, Force Awakens. Far too long. The effects are iffy. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's really bad. It's far too pandering with either people like me in their late 30s, early 40s, or super millennials. And nothing in this thing is bloody new. It's a retrend of bloody Star Wars A New Hope. Just with better graphics. I'm going to give this thing a lonely 3 out of 10. But anyway, come back next week for my look at the Lost Boys franchise. Then July is American Pie. August is Summer Hits of 87. September is Hannibal Lecter. And October is Halloween. My look at the first three Hellraiser movies. So don't forget to leave a like, follow and comment on my SoundCloud. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod or email me what you thought of this to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other podcasts or franchises including Owen, Psycho, Gillies, Gremlins, Resident Evil and Underworld. Also my solo podcast of the Blues Brothers, Aliens, Doctor Movie, V for Vendetta and many and many more. And a bye bye.